Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered for your LB one year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. It's a well, it's a Wednesday night again, um, so we have to. Uh, we were a little day late again. Um, basically, this virtual school is kicking my butt. So we, we uh, <laughs> I had back to school night last night. So I, I was like, can can we do this on Wednesday? Because I'd sat in this chair for about almost, I don't know, eleven hours yesterday. I, I could not spend any more time in my chair. <laughs> so. But uh, another long day today, as they all are, it seems like. Um, if you didn't catch my public service announcement, um, yeah, this sucks for teachers and students and parents. So uh, give us a break. Help us out. We're all trying to do our best here. Um, good job learning Google this week, Daryl. Google? I learned some. What did I learn? I don't know. That's my message to the students, so it's here for you, too. <laughs> okay. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, yeah. Um, but we have... Week one is in the books. Um, yes. Some of it was uh, not exactly as we expected. Uh, week two is full of surprises, I'm sure, as well. I'm sure some of this, this, the scripts are going to get flipped, so to speak. Some of the guys that were balling out in week one are going to lay goose eggs or bust on week two. So uh, if there's anything that's certain, it's that nothing is certain in IDP and in fantasy football. Uh, take some of this stuff with a grain of salt. I know some people are overreacting Monday and overreacting Tuesday. One thing I would say is your Titans should not overreact. They should have fired Steven Goskowski and left him in Denver. <laughs> they should have, yeah. They cost me some money. He cost me some money because he sucks at kicking. Well, he's getting the benefit of the doubt, so we'll say if he does that again this week, he's done. It didn't cost me a lot of money, but I, I figured the Pittsburgh minus six would be the harder cover than the Titans minus two or three or whatever they were giving up. Right. Pathetic. Uh, yeah, that was horrible. Pathetic. Horrible. That whole and, game was horrible. And if A.J. Brown would have actually showed up and done something, I probably could have won a fantasy matchup, yeah. too. Like I've been telling y'all, when freaking Tannehill has to throw it 30-plus times a game, yeah, it's not going to happen. That's not what we're built around, and we'll get into that a little more here in a little while. But pathetic. We're not an offensive team podcast, so why are we talking about running the ball and passing well, the ball? I'm just saying. I mean, do you want to talk about my offensive rookie trending, rookies trending article? Um, sure, let's go. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I am writing a odd. Uh, a rookie's trending article for offense and defense for Dynasty Football Digest and IDP guys. Uh, so that'll be dropping probably over the weekends. Um, it sounds like you're in a restaurant, Daryl, over there. Well, it's, people it's, don't listen. Is food service Sorry. about to begin here? We're setting up for, we're wrapping mm -hmm. the napkins around the silverware. and 
Yeah, you know, I'll say, hey. You're serving a buffet for 100 people. You know, I make my comment, hey, I'm about to do a podcast, and apparently they decide to make more noise, so. Well, when you're on 90 of them a week, I can see how that's just kind of in one ear and out the other. Yeah, so my apologies for the uh, restaurant noise. (laughs) Hey, there's there's the name of the show tonight, Restaurant Noise. Well, it's called Week 2 Preview because that's what we're getting down to. That can be the Patreon if, if somebody wants hey. to, like, you know, make some eggs or something in the background while we're recording. Yes. Well, I'm sure they probably will. There'll be pots and pans and ching-chong-ching going on. Yeah. How many of the tall boys do you buy a week? That's none of your damn business. <laughs> the thought just popped into my head. Like, I wonder I wonder if it's as many cups of coffee as I drink in a week, because that number is huge as well. It's... Ugh. Ooh, that's a good question. I don't I don't know if it can compete with my coffee drinking, to be honest. Oh, oh. Well, what's the over-under on your coffee? Uh, I drink an entire pot a day, minimum. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I mean, granted, I am up at like 6.37 o'clock, and oh, I, I drink coffee till about 1 o'clock. And well, I'll I, probably I a... take the under. I have a cup now. I mean, a cup is like, I don't know, eight ounces is a cup. So one of those tall boys is like three of my cups of coffee. Still. But, you know, I got to give the people what they want on show day. So that's why it seems like more to you. you of course, get... I am recording three or four days a week. <laughs> you are. Yes. Um... But the rest of it's good to go. Yeah, um, so it's some, not as bad as it seems. Uh, we got some good news today. I know this is not NFL related, and I know we try to keep the college stuff to the college podcast, but uh, Big Ten football is going to be back in late October. Yep, they shouldn't have went away. They screwed that from the start, but hey. Well, I, I'm okay with them being cautious, okay? It's better yeah, to be but... cautious. I mean, if you hear Ed uh, Ogeron from LSU. He said his entire team had COVID. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> would you rather your entire team... I mean, I mean, you know, these kids may have long-term effects from this stuff. We don't know. We don't know anything about this. So, I mean, your conspiracy right. theorists will say it's going away in a couple months. But, I mean, you know, for people who have actually had it, I mean, that's... There's, there's long-term impacts, I'm sure, of something. I mean, it's causing damage to your lungs areas. So, I don't know. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I'm not a doctor. We're where we're at. But, yeah, I, I mean... Seeing, you know, around the NFL and seeing everything, I mean, do you, do you believe... And a lot of people uh, had the Pinocchio gifs out on uh, Sunday morning. Do you, do you believe the NFL had zero positive tests on Saturday morning? Yes or no? Just, just you don't have to explain. Just yes. You believe the do you believe the shield and you stand with the shield, or do you think that they just? I'm gonna say no, but I don't believe anything from anybody from sports life in general about this COVID because there is so much crap. It's being taken into effect. I mean, you don't even know. I mean, they you, as we say in fantasy, you can twist numbers to make them look however you want to. So, 
Um, I was going to say, if Tom Brady tested positive on Saturday morning, do you think there's any chance in hell he's staying out of that game? Right. I just, I mean, you can't believe anything that anybody says because you can twist it to make it look like in your favor or against what you know, good or bad. You can make it look anyway. So who knows if the tests even work? I don't know. Like I said, I am not a doctor. I am not a research physician. I am not a researcher. I am not a chemical researcher. So I, I don't know anything. Damn it, Jim. I'm not a doctor. I'm a pool man. Uh, I think it's damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a doctor. Oh, wait. I'm a doctor. Close enough. Yeah. No. Yeah, the Star Trek guy you was a doctor. That. The Star Trek guy was a doctor. That's from I'm not Star talking Trek. About Star Trek. I'm talking about Ace Ventura. Well, it's originally from Star Trek. Fuck Star you know, I try not See, to edit pro- this show. Well, you provoked me right there. See, I didn't provoke you. I gave you factual yes, you information of where the line originated from. I'm sorry, you can't. Tricky. I'm sorry, you can't handle a true statement. Hey, can you read between these lines right here? No, I can't because I'm not looking at the screen. Uh, but looking, we're, we're gonna we're gonna kind of look back for a, a little bit of the show at week one. There were some interesting things going on in week one, um, and then we are gonna look ahead to week two. We're not gonna spend a ton of time looking back. Um, um, I'll start with our volley back and forth here. I know we got news and notes and stuff, and, and there's tons of injuries. I don't want to be bogged down by saying every injury that happened. So let's just get into some trends that happened. Actually, um, I didn't have a lot of injuries. There was a couple, but not too many. I tried to avoid them. Like yeah. You said. I, I mean, really, the things to watch, and really, honestly, on Wednesday, even on Tuesday when we record on Tuesdays, unless there's a year-ending uh, a guy, there's not much. I mean, Cashman right. went on IR. Drew Tranquil, I think everybody saw, broke his ankle or did something to his right. fibula. I think fibula is what it was. There, but I mean, yes, he's gone. He's gone for the year. Cashman should be back in a couple weeks. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano are both a little banged up, which is scary because I have them in a lot of leagues. Um, any other big injuries that you can think of off the top of your head? Yeah, Leighton Vander Esch with oh, the yeah. broken collarbone. Right. He's going to be out six to eight weeks of huge blow. Uh, please read my article, the uh, IDP stock market. I've got a little bit of a interesting, uh, what do you call it, a tidbit on that where I am selling LVE. Yeah, I said it, selling. Well, so if you want to see my thoughts on that, you should check that out. And it's, it's legit. I mean, it's... Why are you telling people to sell low on them? Because again, he's got, he's 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 down to where he was in this off season where people were questioning him. See, I didn't say sell low. I just said sale. I didn't say when you had to or give him away. That's not well, what I'm trying to tell you. If you're trying to sell him, what you do is you wait till he's back from injury. You wait till he plays a week, plays pretty well, then you trade him. And unfortunately, that's what I'm thinking. Wait until he comes back. Somebody's going to need a linebacker. Unfortunately. Um, by then the trade deadline's over in most leagues because he's going to be gone a while. Um, yep, six to eight so, weeks. So, so yeah, it, it's you're going to have to go through probably another offseason. I mean, the good news is the neck is fine. It's the collarbone, which is attached to the neck. Yep. I know when they were testing him on the sideline, my first thought was, oh, 
man, did this yeah, guy really too. mess up his neck again? Yeah, I was so worried and, about him. You know, you, you feel for the human being in the helmet, because um, he, you figure, he just fought off all off season to strengthen the neck area, to strengthen all that, and then the collarbone breaks. So, yeah. but um, yeah, just check out my article. You'll see what I'm yeah. talking about. As much you know, as you I'm... hate the Cowboys, uh, you're still feeling sorry for Leighton Van. Oh, I like LVE. I mean, when he's healthy, he's a top. 15 player easily. I mean, he is. He can light it up. But, and while we're on the Cowboys, can we oh, please, Jesus. can we freaking please put Sean Lee to bed? Be done with he this nonsense. Play. Yeah, but he's out six weeks with a groin injury. I mean, people are still picking him up. I Why? get it if you're. If you're in a deep league and you're hurting... Or... I'll tell you, they have not picked him up on my advice, because my advice would be he's not anything worth picking up. Me either, but I, if, I see it in a bunch of leagues. I'm like... If you had him on a roster... Like, oh, man, I, Sean Lee's hurt again. I'm like, really? You're surprised by this? First of all, you're surprised by this? Second of all, why is he on your roster to begin with? Just be done with that. Ugh, that just That's a grind my gear thing right there. I just... You yeah. know what you're getting before you get involved. Uh, what's the saying? You know what you're getting when you get into bed with him. <laughs> it's not going to end well. Be done with it. Cut him. I don't know why you're getting in bed with. Uh, well, you know what I'm Sean saying. Lee, but see, you're provoking what? me. I'm, I'm about to drop one again. Whatever you do on your time is your business. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can bring that up in our sponsor later on. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm thinking right now. <laughs> anyway, um, so my my big eye-opening stat here, um, part of what I'm doing with the rookies is, is looking for rookies that you can slam dunk start every week, and then I'm looking at rookies that you should wait on. You, sh- you shouldn't drop them, okay? If you're in dynasty leagues and you're right. dropping rookies, you're doing dynasty wrong. Okay, yeah, you hold on to right. these guys and wait and see. Um, one good example is Willie Gay played zero, and let me repeat that, zero defensive snaps zero. for Kansas City. Some fool's going to go out there and drop yep. him because they're going to say, oh, he didn't play, and I need to win now. <laughs> That's a loser's mentality right there, and and I'm sorry if you're playing for this year and you, you got this – you know, right. you think you're, that you're picking up John Bostic is going to help you that much that you're going to drop Willie Gay to pick up John Bostic or, um, you know, the flavor of the month in, in Green Bay, whoever played next to Christian Kirksey. We'll talk about him in a little right. bit. Uh, whoever played next to Christian Kirksey right. the other day. Um, if you listen to last week's show, we went game by game, and I gave you a bunch of guys I wanted to hear. And if you noticed, most of them were rookies, and mainly because one of my – it's not really by design, but one of the things I'm going to write about this, this season is rookies and looking at and, and really analyzing how they're playing, who's getting the jump on snaps and who's getting the touches and the opportunities. Um, one of those people who – we all thought was a shoe in for gonna play every snap, move around like a chess piece. Was Isaiah Simmons? Oh yeah, we did. Do you know how many snaps he played? Did you read? Did you did you look up stats? Uh, on no, that? not for that game. I'm still looking through that. Okay. Uh, Really good, hadn't good. gotten that far because I'm doing some stuff too. But no, I hadn't got that far. Good. So here is my 
Question. The Arizona Cardinals played 62 defensive snaps. How many snaps do you think Isaiah Simmons played on Sunday? Okay, so they played 62, and they I'm going to go by your defensive tone and your questioning here. <laughs> so you know which direction to go in. Total. Yeah. I'm going to say 17. You were very close, actually. 18 snaps he played. 18. Nice. But this is supposed to be the chess piece that Arizona's building their defense kind of. I mean, not building it around because they have a couple nice pieces. I think Buda Baker. No, is really I get the, it, and this is piece. one of the reasons. Right, and this is one of the reasons I told you to punt, or not you, but told the people. I say I didn't draft him anywhere, so you didn't to, tell me anything. Well, I say you, but you know what I mean. I I'm know. telling the people you you got to pump the brakes on this because. We had no freaking clue how or where the Cardinals were going to use him. I mean, oh, but you can, I can listen I to can, the coach speak. and I can help you with this, that. that, and the other. Yeah, but I mean, until it actually hits the field, you're just going on hearsay and opinions and stuff like that. And well, you I know, told the, you. I can tell you. I can tell you exactly how he played. He played five defensive line snaps, eight box snaps, uh, three slot corner slot snaps, slot corner snaps. Say that five <laughs> times fast. You might not want to. I don't want to edit. Um, and two wide corner snaps. So he played outside. And whether that, I mean, whether that is against a wide receiver or a tight end, we don't know. You know, it could be a bunch. It could be bunch formation. Say um, Kittle. Kittle actually didn't play much. Right. Say, See, Jordan, think... say Jordan Reed played outside. He followed him out. Maybe um, right. I, I didn't study every snap that he played. There wasn't many to study. So really, honestly, I probably could take five minutes and see all the snaps. Uh, and he played on the kick coverage team for four snaps. So, and I think that's what you're going to see from him. I mean, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see that broad range. Playing everywhere, a couple here, a couple there, a handful here, a handful there. He's not set at any one spot. Um, I do expect his overall snaps to go up a little bit gradually as we go forward, but locking him in, for example, as a middle linebacker or as a safety, I think you're doing it wrong. If you do that, uh, you're going to have to take him a little bit with a grain of salt. Um because that was the question with Baker, with Byron Murphy, with um, Chandler Jones, with uh, Jordan Hicks. We didn't, you know, uh, he's not playing defense in, but that's my point. With all this talent they had, we really didn't know where he'd fit or how they were going to use him. And I think you're kind of seeing it now. They're going to use him as a Swiss Army knife. Uh, the question is, how many total reps is he going to get? And is it going to be worth making him a viable starter. I think in the future, yes, I think you definitely keep him. I'm telling you to drop him, but you got to pump the brakes on him this year. I mean, you really do. <laughs> All right, so let me throw some knowledge at you here. You know who played 100% snaps? Jordan Hicks. We, we thought he would play 100% snaps. Uh, right. De- Devondre Campbell played full regiment of snaps. He played the full Monty of snaps. Uh, Buda Baker, right. of course, played full regiment of snaps. Um Looking around here, um, Chris Banjo 
played 58 snaps. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, so, so, I mean, I'm not buying Chris Banjo, but, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, Jalen Thompson <laughs> played two snaps. He was the starter. I, I mean, he might have gotten hurt early. I, I don't know why he only played two snaps. Um, I did not really look much into his uh, failures. Um, I sh- probably should. I have him in a few leagues. Um, but, yeah, um, Simmons stuck out to me um, very much so because that was just – we had we, – I mean, some people have Simmons as their number one uh, linebacker, and he's got to play to even come close to that. Um, one you know, other, I was doing that rookie draft thing, and that was one thing that was kind of interesting to me. He was staying so high up there with Chase Young, Patrick Queen, who, you know, everybody thinks those were the two front runners, but his average draft position kept him right up there. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know that he's going to produce like those two right out the gate. You know, and, you know, if you're looking down the road, yeah, I get it. But right out the gate, taking him that high, I just didn't get it. And, well, I'm, I'm you know, going to stop you there because taking him because he's talented is okay. It's it's taking him and slotting him in your actual lineup week one that was kind of what I was getting at when we were going through these games and, and saying, I want to see this. I want to see this. We had no pre. This is, you know, almost right. unprecedented. We've had no preseason to see what the guys think because normally preseason games game three we can pretty get a pretty good idea of at least who's going to be on the field for week one for real whereas this year everything was kept so secret everybody's trying to get something over on their week one opponent Uh, now you got some film the other disappointing stat um and i won't give away my whole article um jeff gladney was another one here uh he was a first round pick for minnesota right or was he second round i'm like glad he was first tcu he might have right? been second i can't yeah he, he might have, yeah he was first i can't he remember but i pick. think he was yeah uh he played zero defensive snaps as well so i don't know if maybe they just oh, wow. don't know the playbook enough or, or what the case is but um he played zero. Yeah, he was the 31st pick. He played zero defensive snaps. He played a handful of special team snaps, which was surprising to me because, I don't know, you look at on the other side of the ball and C.J. Henderson's out there being a baller, and he was a first-round pick for your, right. your, your favorite team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Which, by the way, my survivor, my survivor pools are all crap now. <laughs> except for the i think i took buffalo in one of them so i think i'm safe there but uh but yeah i i, I can't believe it's the, the colts aren't good no philip rivers is not good no they're, no i mean they naheem hines was the best looking player on the field for them but you know they but, lost mac sucks i hate that but the good thing is Jonathan Taylor is going to get a good run now, yeah. I think. So, All right, so who's the, the the rookie you want to spotlight here for good or for bad, for better or for worse? Whatever. Well, I had Mine two. Mine was for that, worse. So Yeah, I have two here that just kind of caught my eye. The first one, and I kind of mentioned this back in the preseason 
you know, right after the draft. Don't be surprised to see this. Malik Harrison actually started next to Patrick Queen. Um, I wasn't doubting that, but well, I mean, they were some, you know, kind of doubted that, but he didn't play a whole lot of snaps, you know, the full complement of snaps, but he did start, which is interesting to me. I think that may be something you see more of going forward. Uh, as long as he can hold his own, I think that's something. And then the one that stood out to me, and I know it's a kind of a homer talk here, but the Titans started Chris Jackson over everybody. They had Malcolm Butler, and they had um, – oh, God, help me. Christian Fulton. No, no. Uh, who's that, Joseph? Is that who they have? Yes, Joseph and uh, – Butler with the starting outside corners. Chris Jackson started on the inside. You know, they spent a high pick on Christian Fulton, and he can't even beat out a late-round draft pick. So that's very concerning to me. Everybody knows I'm not high on Fulton anyway. Uh, even Amani Hooker, who was uh, a rookie for him last year, Jackson beat him out. He's got some experience as a corner. So they went with the rookie Chris Jackson, and I'm very curious – to see how that plays out going forward. I know Adoree's out, so and he played well. I mean, for a rookie, he held his own. So uh, those two stood out for me uh, more than anything. Uh, yeah, I didn't really. I, I the the Tennessee game was on way too late. Um, I did. Jackson, try. Chris Jackson played a lot of snaps, which really surprised me. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying. Um, I didn't really watch a whole lot of the Tennessee game. It started at 10 o'clock. I know you're on the same time zone as I am, uh, but it wasn't my team playing. Um, I was exhausted. And um, I did make it, I think, I saw a bit of the first half, um, and then I checked on it in the morning and saw Goskowski sucked. And um, it, it was a pretty bad football game from what I can tell. Was it entertaining? It, I mean, oh, it was it was horrible. Yeah, was I was horrible. gonna say it didn't seem like a very entertaining game, which is probably why I fell asleep during it twice because I, I <laughs> did I did go up to my bedroom to finish watching and fall asleep uh, during that game. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's those second Monday night games are rough. I love them. I wish they played them a little earlier, like four. Like I know they want the Pacific money and you know the advertising and stuff, but. It was nice yeah. having football at 7 o'clock because I got done. I had a couple meetings on Monday, and um, by the time I was done my meetings, I ate dinner and football was on. So it was like, yeah. Um, and it, so you, those are the two rookies that you highlighted? Yeah, that was, I mean, from what I've seen, that was the two that stuck out to me, especially the Chris Jackson, because I was stunned when the game opened and he was on the field and not Christian Fulton especially since mm. they spent such a high pick on him. You know, with the Dory being out, I thought, okay, Fulton's going to start, and he was nowhere to be seen. I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is big. So, And then Malik Harrison kind of confirmed what I have thought. I just feel that Baltimore is going to roll with those two rookies as yeah. long as they can hold their own. I think that's the He's plan. Good. And yeah, he is. The thing about it is uh, neither one of them are wearing the green dot, though. Chuck Clark is the green dot. Uh, where and you know i'm okay with that i really am because if you think kind of to their counterpart 
uh, Pittsburgh last year, Devin Bush didn't wear the green dot. It was TJ Watt or somebody else that wore it. So he also got his uh, snaps cut by a ton. So right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's good for rookies to learn um, without any game experience. You know, not. <laughs> You know, the Baltimore is going for a Super Bowl, so they're right. they're not gonna let a rookie make mistakes, calling plays and stuff. If if they have a veteran Chuck Clark, I mean Chuck Clark's not that old, but he's he's obviously the team leader. I mean, if you look at this, D, I mean, Class Campbell probably has something to say about that. But, but as far as calling plays and knowing the playbook, it sounds like Chuck Clark has a handle on it because I mean. I don't think mm-hmm. they'd let him call the plays. I mean, they'd probably have Matt Judon or somebody call the plays if um, if he didn't really know. I mean, you're not going to have And your, one more we kind of didn't talk about. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, you're not going to have your defensive end, Class Campbell, calling the plays. So You could, but, I mean, that would be a little right. weird. You can't see anything more... when your head's down. <laughs> right. And one more we didn't touch on was uh, Darius Snead the rookie for Kansas city. What a game he had last Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, so, he, he that kind of surprised me too. So. Really, really the one guy I wanted to bring up, which I, I mean, I saw his name and, and I think I even drafted him as a taxi squad player in a couple of leagues, but Jordan Fuller from the Rams, like what? Here we are talking about the Rams linebackers, um, all off season to, to nauseum. And then, the biggest impact players, not a linebacker. It's actually the safety. And Taylor Rapp basically was – he was on the field here or there, but it's pretty pathetic. Yeah, I'm still not sure what the whole deal with that was. Um, I know Sunday night that was the biggest talk in IDP world where is Taylor Rapp. Um, I heard a couple of things. Maybe he's still working his way back from an injury that he had. And, and it kind of makes sense because I also heard that in the first half, the Rams were running a different package than they normally run when Raps in there. So it kind of makes sense that Fuller would get that get that run. Because well, I mean, if you noticed in the second half, Rap played a lot more, and they weren't in that same uh, coverage. He or played a lot category. more, but, I mean, Fuller played pretty much. I mean, I'll check on how many snaps he played. It seems so like are he you selling Rap night. right now? I'm not selling. I am keeping him on my bench until I can see what he's actually going to be doing. Right. Cause, and I they mean, really like uh, John Johnson, who was hurt last year, who Rap filled in for. Johnson's back, so maybe that kind of took into it. I'm not selling Rap either. I'm keeping him because I just, you know, he's just too good of a player to keep off the field. So, Well, um, I mean, I think- Fuller played 71 snaps, so he played almost the full complement. He missed one snap. Yeah. John Johnson played 72, so obviously John Johnson is the guy there. Um, and Rapp kind of played a nickel corner, nickel safety role. He played 15 snaps. So, Yeah, and those were all in the second half, I do believe. Uh, he, I saw him once in the first half. It was very fleeting. Um, but you would think with the, the, the Cowboys having – I mean, I guess Zeke was running the ball pretty well too, but you think with, the, with the wide – you know, the three wide receivers that they would try to um, spread that out. While I'm on the Rams here, um, their linebackers, how they shook out. Micah Kaiser played all 72 snaps. 
Um, you had Samson Ebukam played 53 snaps as an outside rusher. Uh, Ogbenaya on Kuroko, who I am, uh, who I've never liked, had 16 snaps. Justin Hollins had five snaps. Kenny Young played 38 snaps as like a weak side. Uh, you had Jakai Polite got one snap, so he saw mm-hmm. the field. Uh, you have Leonard Floyd played 68 snaps, which I think I, I, I mean, I think that one was pretty set in stone that he would get some play. Um, but that was your linebacker crew. So, I mean, besides Kaiser, I mean, Young played a decent chunk of the game. I still don't like any of them. I mean, Kaiser played 72 snaps, but could you say, I mean, besides collecting a few tackles, can you say he was really a game changer in that game? No, but I'm so glad to see that he was getting the full complement of snaps because that was a question mark. Is he really going to run that many snaps? So I think he is the man if he can just hold up his end of the bargain, you know, if he can produce and be effective for him, I think he's the guy. Uh, so I was worried that he would see like a half or two third of the snaps. That would be my concern. But with him getting the full compliment, like you said, um, now we want to see how he uses them or what he can produce with those. So that made me feel a little bit better about my shares with him. Yeah. Like I said, I really didn't invest anything in the L.A. Rams linebacking crew, so I really didn't miss out on anything, I don't think. Um, Before we go anywhere, we'll hit the Eagles, and then we'll take a look at Week 2, because I know the Eagles were the other team that a lot of people had a lot of questions about early in the season. Um, So the Eagles were looking at linebackers. Sean Bradley played eight snaps. Um, that's not the most, but just kind of scrolling for linebackers. Duke Riley played 57 out of 70 snaps, so he played a decent chunk. Um, then we have uh, Nate Jerry played 69 snaps, so he played the bulk. Um, and then TJ Edwards only played 20 snaps. So it looks like Nate Jerry is the guy uh, that is going to be on the field the most with Duke Riley. That kind of surprised me, didn't it, you? That Jerry got that many uh, reps? Yeah, I mean, I'm not... He's not really high up on my list as far as priorities. Um, Again, I don't know. TJ Edwards may have missed some time with injury. He's not a player. Um, But why start him and have him in the middle if you're going to take... Like, wouldn't you just have Jerry be the middle linebacker if you're, you're, you know... Because typically, I mean, even if you shift guys around, normally your middle linebacker is the guy you want leading your defense. Right. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a good football weekend. Um, there were some su- there were some surprise games. I mean, we had Indianapolis getting upset by Jacksonville. Uh, you, <laughs> you had uh, Kyler Murray leading the. Cardinals past the 49ers, which I know I'm, I'm rivals with the Cardinals too, but I, I don't see them as a real threat in the NFC West, so it made me smile to see the Niners lose. Got to be honest. Of, co- of course it did. <laughs> it did because, uh, you know, I, again, I don't I don't see the, the Cardinals as a competitor. So, I mean, I see them being better, but, I mean, they were a top 10 pick team last year, so. Right. I mean, better means they're 500 
you know, not necessarily a playoff team. Right. The only thing that could have made my weekend better is if the Rams lost to. Hmm. But then it's nice to see the Cowboys lose too. You know, I would if I wasn't such a cowgirl hater, I'd have been with you on that. But uh, I was pulling for the Rams, so. I was really pulling for some of my Rams players because I do have a lot of Rams players around the league on offense and defense. So it's kind of – I don't have any linebackers, but I do have John Johnson and Rapp a lot of places. And I have, I have a lot, a lot of, of shares of Aaron Donald, though. I have a lot of Cooper Cup and I have a lot of um, Robert Woods. So You know, and just, just to uh, hit up the, our boss man here, Aaron Donald did out-sack Miles Garrett this week. And you know what? He outsacked uh, Daniel Hunter, too. And yeah, but Daniel Hunter didn't lose to Garrett either. So, I mean, you know, he's on the, he's on the IR and no. still got the same amount of sacks. I'm just saying. Hey, boss man, how are you? He does listen. I know he does. That's why I'm poking at him. <laughs> oh, you man. know, my favorite meme ever. I know this has nothing to do with fantasy football, but boss man doesn't. hit me. It doesn't. My favorite meme ever is Elmo sitting on the shitter. And it says, boss man makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. You know you're an hourly employee for the website, right? I do. Okay. I do. I'm not scared. So, so if, you, if, you, if you go to the, to the bathroom and you don't write your article, it, it doesn't matter to him. I'm just, I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I mean, there's there's often toilet humor in our chats, so I, I know there is that, that gets remind <laughs> it reminds us so much. I mean, when I when I when I think uh, uh, toilets, I often think of Johnny the Greek because, um, and especially today, exactly. he shared that picture from Dumb and, <laughs> and a, he was sharing a picture, and above it was the picture from Dumb and Dumber, which. Uh, which he uh, he called, I think, uh, digesting Chipotle it was the name of that <laughs> art piece that he had hanging up. So, um, oh, gee. but yeah, um, oh, always good for a joke. Um, and like we said, our, our tagline at our website is now we are waterboarding you with content, which is um, probably illegal oh. in fifty states, but um, we're figuratively waterboarding. So we're not actually coming to your house and dumping water on your head and making you feel like you're going to drown. Because um, that would be bad. That would not be very nice. True. So anyway, let's get to week two. Um, so week two brings a new set of matchups. It brings a new set of problems. Uh, it brings a new set of what you want to watch for. Um, so we're, we're going to kind of go through these games one by one. And we're going to pick them. And we are also going to give a little bit of insight as to why we want to watch this game, who we're looking at on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we're not going to talk about offense, maybe a little bit. Uh, but Thursday night football tonight, when you guys get to watch, listen to this, uh, Cleveland Browns host Joe Burrow and the Burrow Bengals. A freaking barn burner. I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, this is why Thursday night games get a bad rap because, I mean, I know it's a division game, and it should be actually a decent football game because neither team is extremely good at football right now. Um, they they 
will both be hopefully improving from last year, but neither one of them looks very good right now. I mean, it's hard to mat- it's hard to, to judge somebody off of how they play Baltimore because Baltimore is such a juggernaut. Um, and, and Cincinnati, I mean, really, they should have won that game. Oh, yeah. But I, bet, I mean, A.J. Green extended his arm a little bit, which actually was the, the tale of the weekend, was uh, offensive pass interference costing two teams games. Um, there was a call in the uh, Pittsburgh and the Giants game, too, I think, of pushing off. Yep, there was. So, I mean, that didn't impact the outcome of the game. But, you know, you look at that and you, you look at, hey, maybe the defense is actually getting some respect. Um that they're just not getting thrown flags constantly, that they're actually looking at what the offensive player is doing and pushing off. Because, I mean, you look at some of the ways that, uh, you know, that corners look bad is because somebody pushes off, somebody, you know, shoves them. I don't know if you watch Good Morning Football. Uh, Nate Burleson was trying to teach the young wide receivers how to get away with that. (laughs) He said, you give them a little chicken wing. You know, you, you get them off right. by using your bent elbow, and the refs won't call that. So, I mean, he, it's 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 a certain thing. If they see the arm extend and they see your elbow straight, they're going to call it if right. they see it. It's a, and if that makes sense. It. it does, because, you know, if a receiver grabs a jersey, it's pretty much an automatic flag. Like, it's if you see the jersey pull, it's pretty much the flag's coming out. doesn't matter if it impacted the play any they see the pool it's getting called right um so who do you have in this game and who are you watching for um cincinnati i know we're not watching for uh any of uh geno atkins or mike daniels because they've already been ruled out and also sean williams so they're down three defenders for the Bengals. yeah i'm watching um I've got Cincinnati to win. I think they're going to pull it off somehow. I think Burrow's going to keep the magic going. Uh, Interesting side note that his first touchdown was a rushing touchdown. but (laughs) It was. He did not throw a passing touchdown. He should have had one, like I said. Yeah, he should have. I think he'll he'll get one this week, maybe two. You know, he's... He's pretty good. So, uh, but the player I'm watching is Logan Wilson because I've been beating the drum on him since the draft. Before the draft, uh, he didn't play too bad last week. I think he had three or four tackles. Can't remember how many snaps he had, but I think uh, I think he's. I'm going to be watching and see how they use him, uh, where they're using him. I think it's just a matter of time till he's on the field there. So that's uh, my choice. All right, my choice is Jesse Bates, and it seemed like if uh, whenever Red Zone popped into the Cincinnati game, uh, I was seeing Jesse Bates all over the place. I mean, Jesse was really um, playing that free safety role well. Um, Von Bell played mostly in the box, from what I could tell. Um, They they didn't key on that game a whole lot, but um, it was an afternoon game, so it did get a little more run than it normally would have. I think that's the the guy. I also want to see uh, Malcolm Smith, former Seattle Seahawk Super mm. Bowl MVP, back in the league. Um, he had a pretty decent IDP day the other day playing for yeah. the Browns. So I'm going to see him too for old time's sake. Um, he was, I thought, going to be out of the league, but he's uh, back in Cleveland. Uh, I have Cleveland winning this game. I, I think Cleveland has too many weapons on offense to for Cincinnati to stop. 
Yeah, but man. I, yeah, hmm. but I mean, I mean, Burrow got better. His first half was terrible. Okay, he made a couple plays running with his legs, but I mean, his first half was terrible. He couldn't find a receiver to save his life. He True. got better as the game went on, and, and statistically, he did okay because of that rushing floor and the rushing touchdown. But I mean, if you're if you're in super flex, you're starting him probably because you probably don't have anybody else to be honest. Right. One quarterback leagues, I don't think you're coming close to starting Joe Burrow anytime this year. No, I think he's a a good dynasty option. He is. Or, you know, we're not here to talk about football offense, right. Though, but, right, right? But just, I mean, just my analysis of him. He's going to take those rookie lumps, and I'm glad Cincinnati's you know letting him get those rookie lumps out of the way. And not, he, he's a guy I think that that will only gain experience by playing. Yes. Some of these guys, I mean, because he's he's got, I think the, the the he's sat behind quarterbacks before, so he he's yep. kind of has done that in college. So I think he's just ready to play. Uh, moving on, we have next the New York Football Giants visit the Chicago Bears. Um, somehow Trash Bisky saved his keister. <laughs> Trash Bisky. He saved his job by leading that comeback the other day, and I I. Detroit let me down because I I picked them I had faith in them, and they let me down. And now I know how Lions fans feel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what? Chicago just they they still look like crap too. But yeah. I think the Giants are they played okay. Uh, but Big Ben picked them apart. I mean, he he had any pass he really wanted to have. Um, I, I want to see Jabril Peppers, though. Um, Jabril Peppers looks like he's one of those cheat codes if you get return yardage because he uh, looked good in the return game, and they're letting him run. Oh, man, he there. looked great um, the other day in the return game. I would think with all the injuries that they've sustained at, at, in the secondary that they would be like, nah, dude, you're, 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 you're going to come off of the punt teams because we need you back there. But You, let you know, I, play. I agree, but, man, they're so – I want to say talent deprived that you have to let Peppers do everything he can. And that's something he's used to all the way back to college days at Michigan. I mean, he's used to being a punt returner, a safety, a corner, a, coming down in the box as a linebacker. He's used to being that yeah. jack of all trades, Swiss Army knife. And I think they realize that he is one of their best 11 players, period, offense or defense. And they, they need to utilize him, so glad to see it. I would say he's about fourth on the list of best players overall on the whole team. team. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would agree. He's definitely in the top I mean, five. Bark. I mean Barkley. Although Barkley hasn't been super impressive, um, but but I mean you know Barkley. You figure Daniel Jones is very important. I don't know how arguing his his role in the team is probably hard, but without a quarterback, your your team's going to be terrible. So. Right. So I mean, they 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 put up a fight at least against the Steelers, but um, I got the Bears. Who do you have? Who, and who's your player? I guess you want to watch. Oh man, see, I've got the Giants. Um, Going with all the upsets here. Yeah, I I guess I am. I really loved what I seen from uh, Blake Martinez. He's not going to miss a beat. Um, I like Saquon. I think he's the better back. I like Daniel Jones because I think he's a little bit better quarterback right now than what Burrow is, or uh, Trubisky is. 
Um, I just think they have a better team with um, with what they got going on, Slayton and offense and defense. Um, it's going to be close game. You know, if Mack and Quinn can show up, which they did not. Quinn was out, but Mack didn't do much, nothing else. Uh, if Told they can you. show up and get a pass rush, then maybe this game changes. Uh, but I'm, t- I'm taking New York. I think that's uh, they have the better team overall. See, I think Detroit is, is a little bit better than Giants, and so I, I got the Giants losing. Cause... Detroit? You mean Chicago? Well, no, I'm saying Chicago played Detroit and beat them. Oh. Gotcha, gotcha, and I don't gotcha. think the Giants are. I mean, it's close, but I think Detroit at least defensively has a better team. And I want to. I want to. I want to put a. I'd like to wager one of these weeks of, uh, to to see if if we could go a show without you saying Blake Martinez's name. I think you've said Blake Martinez's name every show we've done for four years now. Oh, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I mean, seriously, we're an IDP show. He's one of the top I ten know. IDPs. Why wouldn't I? I just think it's funny. Any chance you get to bring him up, you have to. You it's know, like... because people hate on him. They really Who? do. They... I've not heard anybody hate on him in like two years. Well, There's a couple people in the offseason that said maybe he'll st- his stats will go down for being on the Giants, but, I mean, neither one of us have said that. No, and, you know, I don't know. There's always haters. Maybe not on the show, but I see the haters. <laughs> and say, I, just... I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about Blake Martinez in years. You're, <laughs> you're just holding on to that, that slight I thing. do, because they want to be haters, damn them. And I'm, you know what? <laughs> See, anyway. you're poking the bear again. This is how I get in trouble. Everybody wants to know this is it right here. You poke. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'm just bringing up facts again. You're angry at the up. truth. You can't handle <laughs> the angry. truth. I'm angry at you. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. You, you definitely can't, man. You just, you just get all up on your heels and, and start backpedaling. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no, you, you, no, no. You're like, uh, who who got burnt real bad the other day? <laughs> uh, you, you're like the Atlanta Corners when when, when DK Metcalf, Isaiah Oliver, just gets smoked Ooh. by DK on the sideline there. Damn, what, why don't you just drive to Tennessee and gut punch me? I mean, damn. <laughs> Jeez, I thought we were friends, but clearly I was freaking wrong. Speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, <laughs> They have to go against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if you saw Raheem Morris uh, apparently said in, the, in an interview this week that uh, he he didn't uh, – it's his fault that the Falcons were ill-prepared because he didn't think the Seahawks could throw like that. Right. No, I didn't uh, see that, but wow. Do you think the Cowboys can throw like that? Because Atlanta's got young corners, and I think they're going to get torched again. See that man, this was so tough for me. I'm taking Atlanta and I what and the I'm hell probably com- think I'm com- well, I'm probably <laughs> completely wrong on this, but it's gonna come down to which two of these does better. Can Atlanta's corners hold up against Dallas's wide receivers? No. Or can Dallas's linebackers, which is without L V E, without Sean Lee, can they hold up against Atlanta's offense? 
By the way, before we go any further, you're you're, you're apparently conceding some wins from to me because I you have a one game lead over me. You got eleven wins last week. I got ten. Um, Kyle B also got um, eleven. I think I'm tied for second. You're I think. tied for second. I'm tied for third. I was tied with Sean and Johnny the Greek. Sweet, we're IDP brainiacs, baby. Uh, junior football nerd. I don't know who that <laughs> is. Let's see. Junior football nerd is leading our charge here. I don't know that it's going to take me to. I saw that. But anyway, um, I'm taking Dallas. I don't think this game's even going to be close. I mean, Atlanta can keep up offensively, I think, but defensively, I don't think they have a chance. But anyway, Man, we'll move on. If they can get some kind of running game going from Gurley, maybe. I, I'm just worried about what Dallas's linebackers are going to do because right now all they have is Jalen Smith in that second yeah. level. Yeah, you don't think Jalen Smith can handle his stuff, man? He can handle his stuff, but he can't do everything. You know, sure he that's can. What... Sure he can. Blake Martinez like... can do it by himself. So can Jalen Smith. Okay. Who the hell does Blake Martinez have helping oh, him? Oh Jesus Christ! Here we go. Oh my. Oh, Detroit travels to Green Bay. I just can't. Another interdivision game. Uh, I don't think Green Bay put the the hurting on Minnesota. Um, they're gonna put a hurting on the Lions too. Yeah, they're gonna put they're gonna put up a forty burger probably again here in this game. Um, without Jeffrey Okuda, without Justin Coleman, went down for Detroit, I believe. Uh, maybe Jamie Collins, maybe Jamie Collins and uh, Rashawn Evans can get together and have a fight club this week. Did you see what Jamie Collins did? I did, and I is that worth throwing him out of the game for? I mean, come on. I did see it. You're not a. You can't touch the zebras, man. Jesus, you can't. Just like the rest of the world, we've the become zebras. so freaking sensitive. And Nancy fied, we can't even get out of our own damn way. You Jesus. can't touch the zebras. And he put his head down and he tapped <laughs> that's, him. That's bullshit. You know it is. You know it is. What's the rule? <laughs> I know what the rule is. Can't touch a ref. On, man. Can't touch a ref. <laughs> okay. That's the rule. Especially, you got to keep your six feet from the refs, man. Come on. You're right. You're right. It was stupid on his part. It was. You want to argue your point. You want to argue your point. You get your teammate there and you say, this is what he did. You don't do that to the ref. It's, it's, he's a veteran. You know better. Maybe he thought he'd get the veteran's benefit of the doubt. But he, he is and he does, but these refs are not fools either. I mean, come on, have a little bit of common sense. I mean. It's not like he was deliberately doing it or trying to hurt you or anything like that. I just, Quick trigger. Yeah, that's exactly right. But again, Quick these trigger. refs are told if a player, unless the guy is like backing up and does not see you, and even in some cases, people have been thrown out of games for you know, backing into refs like you know aggressively. So I mean. Sometimes refs get knocked on their butt, and it happens, you know, when you're picking apart a pile and stuff like that. And sometimes flags get thrown for that, too. Right. But Jamie Collins has to be smarter than that, man. You're a veteran. 
I mean, maybe he was expecting to get some veteran leeway there, but <laughs> use your head. Maybe. Man. Use your head. I know you're angry because you just got speared, probably, it seems like, but <laughs> got to use your head and be better than that. Uh, next up, this, this one's a slam dunk, I think. Although I thought last week was a slam dunk with this. Uh, Jacksonville <laughs> visits Tennessee. Oh, my God. If you pick against me, I will never talk to you again. Well, I'm not picking against... I mean, last week I picked against Jacksonville, and they, they kicked me out of all my survivor pools. But uh, I, I think Tennessee should have a little better game plan to beat Jacksonville, which may include uh, maybe, um, I don't know, not letting off the gas pedal once you have a little bit of a lead. Right. Maybe you don't throw your kicker out there to kick. Maybe you go for it on fourth down. <laughs> Well, hopefully we don't have to rely on the kicker this week. Uh, we won't get into that. But all you need to know that King Henry owns Suxonville. So, so know. what about defense? Who do you want to see on defense? Defense. We, we haven't even said um, that for the last couple games. Actually, there's two of them. I wanted to see one last week, Rashawn Evans, but he uh, boneheaded himself right out of the game. We won't go there. Um, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit, and I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I want to see how. Um, Joe Schobert does. You know, we expected a lot of big things out of him. Uh, I think he was second, or was he third or fourth in tackles? Kind of Josh Jones, and I think Miles Jack was ahead of him in tackles, if I'm not mistaken. Miles Miles Jack had a huge game, which we we kind of talked about him getting that supporting role is is more of what he's feasting yeah. with. So I think, and I think Josh Jones was ahead of him too in tackles. So probably Josh Jones had a good game. Do what? Josh Jones had a pretty good game. Yeah, he did. So, I just want to see how Schobert does. I mean, not that Schobert fell off the face of the earth. I think he had, what, seven, eight tackles. So, that's pretty good for him. Right, I just want to, to see a little bit round. more of him. We're going to have to go speed round with the rest of this here. Okay, let's go. Speed round. I'm ready. So, speed round. Let's go back to Dallas, Atlanta. I want to see uh, Darian Thompson again, see if he's the real deal. That's it. He's not. He's not. He had pretty good stats. But anyway, who do you want to see? Um, for me, I want to see uh, Deion Jones. Okay. Green Bay, Detroit. Uh, I want to see, uh, what's his name? Um, Chris Barnes, who's actually, uh, I have a friend named Chris Barnes, actually. Um, he spells his first name differently than, than Chris Barnes playing next to um, Kirksey. But dude gets called up from, like, the practice squad on Friday and starts so where, where's Oren Burks and uh, Ty oh. Summers and all these other dudes that we kept saying we're going to start next to Kirk's? Yeah, hot topic right now. Uh, yeah, I want to see the Chris Barnes too, but uh, since you picked him, I'll go with uh, Jair Alexander. Huge game, huge yeah. game. Got a safety, I think, didn't he? Yeah, first player, and I uh, don't hold me to this. I think yeah, they safety, a sack, and interception in the same game or something. Yeah, first player in twenty years to do that. So huge! If you started him, big kudos to you because that was some major points. Yeah, and Tennessee, Jacksonville. We already kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, actually, I didn't give my player. Uh, oh, okay. I guess Josh Jones would be the guy I want to see. See if he does it again. You think some he of can? these guys? Um, think so there's nobody else on that defense i mean cj henderson played pretty well for a rookie had three passes oh, yeah he played really well and three passes defended in a pick so um but yeah i mean jacksonville how many opportunities they get with 
what I would expect to be a ground and pound game. Yeah, they got to um, stop that run game or they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota at Indianapolis. Um, I'm taking a underdog this time. I, I don't know how Minnesota is considered an underdog with a bad of a game as Indianapolis just played. What? Uh, apparently, Indianapolis is the favorite. I guess because they're at home, they get the benefit of the doubt. But, um, wow. yeah, Minnesota is going to roll yeah, Indianapolis. They're... I mean, even without Daniel Hunter. Um, yep. Indy played like crap. Minnesota yep. played okay. Um, I think they'll get their offense going. Um, I, I think without Stephon Diggs, they're still trying to find their footing. Yep. Um, I want to see if uh, this is a two-player. I want to see. I want to see if Odenegbo and uh, Yannick can get their heads out of their butts and actually do something in this game. Because they did nothing. Yeah. They had. I think they had zeros, both of them. Maybe Yannick got a tackle or something like that, but they. Yeah, sucked. he didn't do much. I I, I want to watch DeForest Buckner. I don't think he did a whole lot either. Yeah, I don't remember getting many points from him, but yeah. he may have gotten a couple tackles, but that's about it. Um, I got Minnesota. I don't even think it's going to be close. Phillip Rivers is done. Yeah, I do too. He's, <laughs> he's clinging to every last thread he can get right now. Yeah. Uh, next up, you got Buffalo traveling to the uh, South Beach. Um I am not picking the Dolphins this week. My my hopes were, were shattered last week. They played like crap. <laughs> I was so hoping that they would. I know a lot of people are out there sharing their love of Cam Newton, and I don't know. Man, he brings a different wrinkle that we've never seen with New England, I'm telling you. Yeah, but it, it, it's... Set it set football back about fifty years. You're going back to like the the wishbone offense. You're running the army triple option. Right. <laughs> uh, I got Buffalo winning this game against Miami. I, Miami's improved. Um, I think they got a little too much. They got to earn something before they start with the swagger that they think they got. And um, I want to see um, Brandon Jones from the Dolphins. Um, he did not necessarily start 100% of snaps, but he played enough, I think, to be interesting for yeah. fantasy. And he he didn't play as much as Jeremy Chin did, but he produced two more assists, same amount of solos as Chin. So he, he outproduced Chin, even though he got less playing time. Right. So that's interesting for Miami. Um, you know, we've been talking all offseason about how Jones is going to take a starting job away because Eric Rowe and Bobby McCain are the same dude. Former corners, moved inside the safety. They're not very big. They're not thumpers. They're good cover right. guys. They're not They're not strong safeties. Brandon Jones is going to play a strong safety role for them, I think, going forward. You got the Bills. Yeah, I got the Bills. I've been preaching they're the front runner, so I'm going to stick with them. Uh, like what they're doing defensively, I think they got. Who do you want to okay. see? Okay, we got to speed round this man. We're, uh, we're I want to see Tremaine Edmonds if he plays. Yeah, if he plays, I want to see how he does. Yeah, uh, both of those guys are questionable. Um, if not, I think uh, Tyler Dodson or something is the next man up for one of those Ooh. positions. Something There's like a that. who's who. Tyler Dodson. He played a few <laughs> snaps apparently on Sunday when they came out. Um, 
But yeah, I think Poyer and Hyde and maybe uh, Siren Neal might get some playing time extra if uh, Milano and Edmonds can't go. AJ Klein will get some play. And uh, former Steeler uh, Tyler Medikavich, I believe, is in Buffalo. I think so, So yes. I think he will start at one of the two positions, main positions for Buffalo, if they can't go. I hope one of them could go and maybe the other one, you know, we'll see though. I mean, they might hold them out thinking maybe they can get away with it against Miami. Right. Their defense is pretty good. Solid anyway. Um, next up. Um, I think mm. the Niners are going to be one and one after this week. Cause they're playing uh, the, the Adam Gases of New York. Right. And um, I want to see Marcus may um, he was impressive. He was. I think Very uh, Greg Williams was hell-bent on showing Jamal Adams, um, but the, the shame of it was Jamal Adams was showing Greg Williams mm. at the same time. So um, I want to see Marcus May play because if he can stay healthy, I mean, I liked him as a rookie. Him and Adams were a tandem. Right. Like they, they were supposed to be the next 10 years of Jet safeties and yeah and i like marcus may coming out of college he had an injury a couple of years ago that kind of derailed him sitting back yeah. he's been injured much of the last couple of years so yeah quick question quick question we got a facebook user daniel toff he's asking mark may real or fake i think in this role if he can keep it up he's real i think he's a valuable fantasy option because they don't have much else i mean who do they have See, yeah. I think I think Marcus May has always been real as far as a safety. He's never been a safety one. No, he's, he's not, playing but I mean, with the safety one or two or three. You know, like he's playing with Jamal Adams. He was overshadowed, and Adams sucked up a lot of the production. Right, with, with Adams gone now, Blake Cashman out, uh, Mosley's opted out. Williamson, don't not sure when he's coming back. I think the opportunities for May to continue is there. Uh, don't know that he'll repeat week one every week. I'm not saying that, but I think he is a real fancy option. This is why I host the show, because you ask me a question, and then you cut me off after. Well, you paused. I mean, got to give the people what they want. I mean, hell. Anyway. Anyway, like I said, this is why I normally host the show, because I know how to ask questions and I'll, back I'm going to sit over here and thumb wrestle with myself. Uh, but anyway... Um, I forget what I was going to say because he's still talking. <laughs> um, but I think Marcus May, if injuries didn't get in the way, he could have. I mean, he's actually doing better than he ever has. I don't think he's right. ever put up this kind of stats in one game. He may have at one point, but I think if Greg Williams is going to use him like he's using him, um, then he's in for a good season. Right. Um, and the Jets are terrible. So oh, God. They're horrible. They're going to be i don't know greg williams could be the head coach come week five when adam gase gets fired because very true i'll take back my matt although my matt patricia prediction could come true too if they keep blowing games to mitch trubisky so (laughs) some defensive guru that lets mitch trubisky come back on you yeah all right uh, next game is the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim via Santa Clara, via Anaheim, California, whatever, uh, via SoFi Stadium. Nice-looking stadium, by the way. Oh, God, yeah, it is. It's, a, it's a real – it sucks that there's no fans there because, I mean, <laughs> y- 
you open your brand new stadium and the Raiders are going to go through this. We'll talk about the Raiders here in a little bit. You open these billions upon billions of dollar stadiums. I mean, L.A. had to dig 100 feet down into the ground to get the stadium there, they said during the game, because of the they were so close to LAX that you know low flying planes would run into the stadium if if they didn't dig down. So um, kind of crazy. Uh, they're going to come to Philadelphia. The the talk on Twitter all week is if Washington could destroy that Philadelphia offensive line, just wait till Aaron Donald gets to town. <laughs> and, uh, I say that, but I really do want to see if Jordan Fuller is still going to be the full time free safety. Because if he is, then I'm buying him as a as an option for safeties. Right. I, I, I honestly don't know why they aren't splitting time between Rap, uh, why Rap and Johnson aren't both out there full-time. Like you said, maybe an injury has to something to do with Rap, which is why Fuller's interesting to watch because yeah. is he going to maintain that 100% snap count with Rap getting healthier? Or are they going to slowly phase him out and maybe move him to the slot where Rap seemed to be playing? And I got the Raiders, yeah. by the way. So the Eagles are going to start the season 0-2. Didn't you pick them to win the division? Oh, I did, and I've got Philadelphia. I just – I think the Rams are – they they should have lost last week. Um, they should have, but are, are the Eagles healthy enough to even field a team to, to try well, to beat the they're getting some players back. I see they're getting, they're getting Derek Barnett back. They can possibly get Javon Hargrave back. They're getting Miles Sanders back, it looks like. So, I think those are some key pieces that will help them. Um, I just are, are they, the question is, are they getting an offensive lineman back to, to block Aaron Donald? No, that does remain to be seen. That's Because Washington, to... I mean, now we've talked about Washington's defensive line being beastly, but... Right. It ain't getting any easier going against Aaron Donald. <laughs> no, yeah, you're going to have five guys blocking Aaron Donald because that's probably what it's going to take with the five guys they got. So, I mean, Ertz, Ertz and Goddard are going to be chipping, like, you know, all game if they're going to have any success. Because, uh, I don't know. Donald, uh, two sacks for Donald. Two, let's put the over under at one and a half sacks for Donald this week. Are you going over or under? I say one and a half. So if oh. he gets two, I mean, he could push if he gets a half a sack, I guess. But you know, yeah, uh, I think I think he gets two. I think he gets two. I, I mean, they, they just are so weak at line help. They yeah. they they're they're grasping at practice squads for guys. I mean. Literally, they grabbed a guy off of the Bears practice squad this week, <laughs> um, who was uh, who couldn't even cut it in Atlanta. And Atlanta's offensive line's terrible. Uh, I got the Rams. You got the Eagles, man. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Eagles. I'm gambling. You're, you're trying to spot me a lead this week, aren't you? Sure. I feel sorry for you. So I was only one game off. Hey, it uh, doesn't matter start. if it's one or a hundred. You're still behind me. So uh, a battle of guys that played on Monday night. Denver travels to Pittsburgh. I don't think this is close. Um, I think Pittsburgh dominates this game because Denver looked like crap. Oh God, yeah. I mean Monday. Denver. I mean I know Cortland Sutton was out, and maybe he was a big piece of what they were hoping for. I know Philip Lindsay's banged up. 
Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon. I don't know what I don't know what they were thinking giving Melvin Gordon all that money. Yeah, Tennessee uh, stuffed him how many times the goal line? A number. <laughs> a number. Yeah, I mean I got Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looked pretty good. Uh, ben didn't look like a hundred percent Ben, but he looked much better than he did at the end of right. last, at the well against Seattle last year when he tore his ligament in his arm. Right. I mean Judy will help Denver, but not enough. Uh, they're just so bad. <laughs> um, no offense is probably the bright side there. I mean, oh, absolutely. Von Miller is uh, out, so Bradley Chubb didn't do nothing. Uh, Casey had a few little plays, but isn't uh, Bouye headed to IR too? I think so. Yeah, so they're struggling right now. So Juju um, and Deontay and I James mean, Washington people... and Clay Playpool, like they they don't have guys to. Yeah, Pittsburgh's maybe without Connor, but I don't think they miss a beat with Benny Snell. I don't think uh, that matters. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it matters either. So I actually picked up Snell in a bunch of places. So, so uh, I. I like him. Um, I got Pittsburgh. I just think they're so much better team all around. Uh, it shouldn't be a close game. They probably walk away with a game, actually. I'm looking forward to seeing Minka Fitzpatrick fool Drew Locke into doing something stupid. And this may be one of those games where he gets one of those huge impact plays that we talk about. I think he will, because I think a young uh, young quarterback, I mean, he's young too, but right. I, I think as as he makes, he's a playmaker, and part of that is, is making quarterbacks make mistakes by disguising what you're doing, and I think this might be one of those games. Uh, next up, another, I think, pretty easy game to pick. It's Carolina visiting Tampa Bay. Uh, Carolina hung with the Las Vegas Raiders, um, but Tampa Bay has a ridiculous supporting cast around Tom Brady, and as bad as Tom Brady looked on Sunday, um, he made some bad throws. He and, did. And, and, and did, you, did you happen to see... The one throw. The pick six. Two. <laughs> it wasn't to Leroy, but it was to Janoris Jenkins, the Jack. The Jack Rabbit, man. He jumped oh. all over that. And it was funny because I actually went back and was watching some, or listening to some stuff. It looked like he, that uh, Tennessee pick six. It, it did. And, you know, he said they were waiting on that play that they had studied all week and they were expecting that play, that throw to come. And uh, sure enough, in the second half, he said, the minute the play started to develop, he said, I knew it. And, uh, man. So, you know what? With, with with COVID, Janoris Jenkins could have spent from March until September watching every throw Tom Brady has ever made in the NFL. <laughs> And he has probably seen that play how many times? Gosh. He, he probably throws it two or three times a game, I would assume. I mean, yeah, I mean it's a favorite play. It seems to be a favorite play is. Besides Julian Edelman cro- crossing the middle. I mean, the, the little, you know, five, ten-yard hitch, hitch route seems to be... Seems to also be where he throws his pick sixes because he's telegraphing something. Um, I think Tampa Bay will be better once they get a little bit more. Yeah, 
I think Tampa Bay has too talented to for Carolina to hang with them. I'm going Tampa. Yeah, I went Tampa too. Want to see uh, what Devin White does? I expect a big game out of him. I want to see Jeremy Chin again, and it's nice. funny um, because um, all week everybody's like, "Oh, Jeremy Chin is not starting." Okay. Uh, do, do you know the percentage of snaps that Jeremy Chin played on Sunday? Percentage of snaps. <sighs> so he played this game with Isaiah Simmons earlier. Do you know? Do you know the percentage of snaps that Jeremy Chin played? You know, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle, like fifty-seven percent. One hundred percent. Oh, I was off. Do you know how many percentage of snaps that uh, Justin Burris played, who was the guy that was supposed to be the guy keeping Chin, I guess, on the bench or keeping him in a re- relegated role? How, how many? How, what percentage of snaps did Burris play? I don't know. So we'll take a guess. It's a game. Uh, let's say, ooh, since I was off on Chin. Chin played 100%. Yeah, Chin played 100%, so I'm going to go back and say 48. Burris played 100% of snaps. Oh, wow. See, I didn't get the, to watch that game because uh, my stupid cable company okay, we don't cut out my red zone. So, so one more, one more. Okay. One more quiz. Uh, what is the percentage of snaps that other safety for the Carolina Panthers played? Trey Boston. Oh, it's got to be low, I would think. It's got to be down in the, I'm going to say 20, 21% maybe. 100% of snaps. Well, what the hell? I suck. I don't want to play this game no more. (laughs) (laughs) How about a softball? How about Shaq Thompson? Oh, it's got to be 100 I don't know, but I was trying to help you out and make you feel better. I don't have the game up in front of me here. but um, You're such an ass. <laughs> but so Carolina played three safeties the entire game. Wow. The entire And that's something we've seen before. Game. Where have we seen that before? Uh, with the Chargers. Yes, sir. Maybe yes. not a hundred. I don't know that I've ever seen. Yeah, three maybe not a hundred, but we've 100%. definitely seen that heavy three set safety before. Yes, we have. And I think Cincinnati, if Sean Williams is healthy, it's something they want to do too. And Tennessee um, plays that on occasion. They will go a heavy three set safety. Who's their third safety? Uh, they've been bringing in Amani Hooker last year. That he was the guy. They would start Byard and Vaccaro, and they were bringing uh, Amani Hooker in as that third safety at times. So, yeah. And by the way, uh, Shaq Thompson did play full snaps. So th- those four players played full snaps. That's crazy. That, that was crazy to me because I'm like, Chin. And I'm like, Chin didn't play on it. I'm like, 63, that surprises me. It 63 really does. out of 63 and i'm like you gotta be kidding me all this talk everybody was talking about ah he's gonna he's gonna be a backup he's so i didn't start him in a couple i mean some of them i started because i didn't have any other choice um and he had seven seven tackles and one assist he it wasn't you know light up the stat sheet um but he was one that they kind of moved around a little bit because you have three safeties in the field, you can. That's what you kind of do with three safeties. And Daryl disappeared. 
Of course. Of course he did. <laughs> he does know this is on YouTube now, right? So we can just see he's not there. I was about to throw it to him for our sponsor and all, but I guess we're going to have to wait for him to come back. Oh, man. Something else, I'll tell you. Anyways, um, I am picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you did not know. Next game, uh, Arizona is hosting Washington. I'm going to pick the Arizona Cardinals. And I want to see, I do want to see Chase Young, but I also want to see if the snaps for Isaiah Simmons will come up some. Because you got to think he wants to play more gotta think that he wants the ball so uh, or not the ball but he wants to be on the field at, at minimum so um so yeah thanks for uh you know sticking around the podcast really really <laughs> i'm like i'm we're wrapping up the talk about the one game and then you disappear anyway it's washington hope- at arizona I don't look at the chat, man. This isn't fr- this isn't IDP Lounge, man. The IDP Lounge, what? I sit there and monitor the chat. You know what? Damn it, you need to look at the chat every once in a while. I mean, come on. Jesus. I don't have to Watch. do a damn thing. You know, we're back to looking for a new co-host. I don't have to do a damn thing except uh, die and pay taxes. Those are the two things I have to do. You, you know what? Technically, you don't even have to pay taxes. You True. really don't. That, True. That True. is the only thing in the world that you have to do. You can't avoid it. Yes. Unless you're a vampire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I was going to throw it to you for our wonderful sponsor of our show today. Banow. Yes. So um, IDP Nation is proudly sponsored by Blue Chew. So guys, you can bet. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's like blue. The color blue. Yep. B-L-U-E. Pretty simple. B-L-U-E. Go ahead. Jesus. All right, I got this. So, Blue Chew brings Sorry, you the I'm first chewable with the same FDA-approved active <laughs> ingredients that's in Viagra or Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, maybe it's a Friday night, it's an anniversary, maybe we get into Valentine's Day or whatever, but just a normal Friday night. You and Mama want to go out for a date, Take you a blue chew, you go out and you get something to eat, go watch a movie, maybe a little dancing, and when you get home, bada bing, bada bang, here you are, you're ready to rock and roll. So uh, if you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, blue chew is the fast, easy way to enhance your performance. And Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is made in the U.S. of A. It is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor and wait in line. 
It's even cheaper than pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness, and no, you don't even need to leave the right. house. I mean, which we're many all kind of, of us, not left the most house of us in anyway, months. We're stuck at home, you know, locked in, locked down, whatever. Um, so right now we have a great special deal just for our listeners on IDP Nation. If you will go to bluechew.com, you can get your first shipment for free. Yes, free when you use our special promo code IDP Nation. All you got to do is pay that $5 shipping and they will send it right to your door. Free is what I like to hear. And they are sponsoring this podcast so yes. help them because they help us right. and we help you win your right. fantasy league so you can take some of those fantasy winnings yeah. and go over to bluechew.com and help Definitely. them when you win that us, big payday on my fantasy league for and, winning the championship you can uh cruise right on over to uh trophy smack and get you something nice a ring a belt a uh, trophy or a plaque you can even pick up something for your league's loser and then while you're at it, you can just bounce right on over to a Blue Chew and uh, pick up something for uh, your significant other, and she can celebrate with you. And that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Yep. So. Yep. And we are um, no, you're fine. going to keep moving on with our games here. Sorry, I'm trying to look at this timestamp here. I can't go back. Okay, it's 120. I got uh, it. Eh, around got like it. one, the 120 area here. That sounds about <laughs> right. Just tell them they might need to listen to a couple. They tell them to get some good fantasy advice when they Ooh. listen to. Them. No, uh, I'm but anyway, Washington, Arizona, Washington. Six. I'm going with the cards. It's been something special, and that's cards. not to get off track, but that was the news and notes. How well did that front six dominate? And, yes, I'm saying front six because you've got Chase Young and Montez Sweat on the corners. You had Payne and Allen in the middle. And then we all expected Kerrigan and Ionitis to be the two rotational pieces. And just to hit you with this, those six players last week combined for uh, 17 tackles, seven sacks, 11 quarterback hits, two forced fumbles and a recovery. Are they going to do that every week? No, that's just crazy talk. But, man, that front six was everything that we hoped, wished, and thought they would be, and I think it continues. I mean, it's that's probably one of the nastiest front four sixes in the entire league, and I think they keep it up. It's a good rotation they got, so I'm going to go with defense wins championships. I'm sticking with Washington. <laughs> very true <laughs> well it's a shame their offense is not very good um Ari the thing about it is arizona just got done playing what we consider the second best defensive line in the nfl in the san francisco 49ers and they didn't i mean they protected murray pretty decently i mean they didn't they weren't perfect i think they still got to him a couple times mm -hmm. but I mean, I think they're built to run fast and wear out defenses, and and they also have you know the the backs that can you know punch them for stuff there. They, I mean, 
I mean, Clingsbury obviously has been planning for getting the ball out of Murray's hand against the Niners for, you know, six months probably. Going to be the same game plan here. Get the ball out, get it in Hopkins' hands, get it in Fitzgerald's hands, draw plays, you know, make those guys hesitate in their rush. So I think Arizona can pull it out. I don't think – I think Arizona's offense is far – better than Washington's offense. No, they're not. And I think Arizona's defense is not too shabby either. I mean, their back end is you do. their back end is better than their front four, but I mean, you still have Chandler Jones rushing. So, I mean, you still got Devondre Campbell, <laughs> Jordan right. Hicks, Hassan Reddick, and if they uh, unleash Simmons, maybe. Uh, you know, I, I do want to see Simmons I mean, in this game because I want to see if they use him bit. anymore, if they right. up his snap counts. And you would think, but I mean, I don't know if it's a close game. Do you really want to put the rookie right. in a situation where and I get that? I mean, Buda Baker's the playmaker on the team, so I mean, you put him in a position to win the game. You don't necessarily have to put the rookie out there to do that. Uh, um, who are you looking forward you to? Know, I'm pretty I, sure you're going to say Chase Young. Cause... That's the obvious answer. I'm kind of still looking at the rest of the guys. Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jace, or, uh, Jonathan Allen, Kerrigan. I know. Can they keep doing what they did? Uh, I'm just kind of looking at that whole front four, six as a whole and seeing how that pans out. Can they keep it going? At some point, somebody's got to fall off. We're gonna have to do like the second half of these picks on like the Patreon show because we're we're okay. Well, you. no, I don't. I ask you a simple question, simple answer, one sentence, and done. Uh, so here's here's a simple one: Kansas City. Oh, Kansas versus City all the way. They're the, killing uh, Los them. Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim via SoFi Stadium. Exactly. I'm going to watch Willie Gay to see if he comes off the bench at all. But uh, if, if he doesn't, I'm going to watch Joey Bosa. He had a pretty decent game against the Bengals. Not not anything superior, not anything great, but he was, he was involved a lot. <laughs> uh, next up, Baltimore at Houston, your favorite team. Yeah, I've got Baltimore. I don't think we need to say much about this game. I think Baltimore rolls Houston. See, that's kind of, that's kind of I want to see the, uh, Deshaun Elliott is just the guy I want to see here because I think, yeah, um, I can maybe look up their snap counts while we talk about the next game here. Um, New England oh, visits man. the Pacific Northwest. I like New England. I like Seattle, what they're doing with Sam Newton. It's a different offense than we've ever seen. Uh, like Chase Winovich, that's the player I'm watching. Uh, but Seattle's going to beat them. Seattle's just too high power. Got too many weapons, I think. I think Seattle uh, takes it. I think New England is kind of one dimensional. I don't really, I'm not afraid of their passing attack. And I think that plays into the Seahawks' hands right. because. They, they don't need to cover that well. 
if you're not afraid of your passing attack, <laughs> he's going to lead your team inside. Everything in front of you over the middle. Jamal Adams is going to fuck. I told you he was going to. Um, how about him? Oh, I mean, man. he probably will. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Because he's the guy I want to watch every week in Seattle. I mean, yeah. Bobby Wagner I he is would. obviously Probably. a dude. Um, by the way, Deshaun yeah. Elliott played 72 snaps. Um, so he played all but two. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Jamal Adams um, seeing him. It's a Sunday night game, so I'll actually see every snap. i got to rewatch the Seahawks game. Um, <laughs> I haven't gotten a chance to do that yet because my time has been um, – ridiculous <laughs> the amount of time i've spent in this chair in the past week i'm going to need a new chair by the time this virtual learning's over uh so we're both going to seattle and then the monday night game is the saints at the las vegas raiders in the uh yes what are they calling it the death um the death star they're playing in uh the imperial ship uh, I, I still think the Saints, even without Michael Thomas, are just too good. Drew Brees is too good. He's going to pick apart that defense. They got a bunch yeah, of young corners, and uh, Brees is a wily old vet. And I still think they have enough weapons. I mean, between Traquan Smith and Emmanuel Sanders and Kamara, I think they use Kamara a little bit more on the outside. I mean, they could. I think they'll incorporate him into that passing game. Yep. They'll use the, uh, the the offensive chess piece, Taysom Hill. I mean, um, you know, they, I don't they, either. I think they'll score. You know, a few Michael Thomas points, is a big part of that offense, but I don't think the Raiders can keep up. Ooh. I think Rug. I don't think Ruggs is playing. Oh, I did not know that. Um, well, he got banged up in that game. Um, I don't know if you noticed that yet. He got he got banged up in that game. I mean, Brian Edwards played a ton of snaps, but he barely saw any action. So yeah, it was yeah, um, got kind of strange. So I'm filling out my Yahoo board here. Uh, who's gonna score the most points? Whose defense is terrible? I think Green Bay scores. I think the most they did, but I'm going New Orleans this week. I think they just. Oh man, they're just too high powered. I think without Michael Thomas, it's going to be hard for them to score that many points. I'm picking the Jets to score the least amount of points because I think the Niners are going to completely yeah, that's who devour. I, uh, I just don't think Sam Darnold. Oh man, you know I don't need. Who's the backup for the Jets? Because he might oh, be starting wow. for the next few weeks. I don't think it matters. <laughs> Who cares? Anyway, uh, it's probably Adam Gase is probably the backup quarterback. So anyway, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna talk about the rest you know, of uh, what we with have the to talk people about we really want. Episode, which we're gonna get fired up here in a minute. Um, it's already late. <laughs> well, you can become no, a patron too, and we can um, like you What's just a little lot? bit more. Um, it's just a little bit. Can I be a Patreon? We we do, but, <laughs> but yes. Um, anyways, sure, pay up. Uh, week two Sweet. coming at you. 
Friday Night Lounge, come join us, IDP Lounge. We'll talk about injuries and what's going on for week two. And we have um, a couple guests. Awesome. Uh, a couple recurring guests that we've had on before, so check us out there. I restarted it. Anyway, good night now. <laughs>